0: Welcome to the Driven Real Estate Podcast by REMAX Hallmark, where we interview top performing realtors, listen to their ideas, strategies, and advice, so we can raise the bar and make your story a success story. Here's your host, John Der Perez. Hey everybody, this is John Der Perez. Thank you for tuning in to the Driven Real Estate Podcast by REMAX Hallmark. Today's guest started in real estate in the Philippines at the young age of 17. She moved to the US and then Canada Juggling many different jobs while building her real estate business, she's a RE/MAX Platinum Club Award winner and a recipient of the RE/MAX Hall of Fame Award. Let's welcome Clarita Burley. Clarita, what is your secret to success?
1: I do not have secrets. I just enjoy. Um, it's it's a lot of hard work and perseverance, but all you have to do is to make sure that you're you have a laser beam focus, and that you know where you're going, and and just enjoy.
0: What was one of the biggest challenges you faced when starting real estate?
1: I do not have any money. <laughs> I'm begging for money. I was running four jobs. Um, and, you know, one of the jobs were was attic insulation. So I was dirty, I was dingy, climbing attic. And then as I go down and I have to go to the next appointment, I need to dress up. So it's a lot of hugglings, a lot of jugglings. But at the end of the day, you need to start focusing on what matters most. And for me, it was real estate. So I need to cut all of the other jobs that I have and just start focusing on real estate. It wasn't easy. The first six months will be your challenging part. Um, Once you get past that and you're still alive, you'll find the stamina to get going and just do not stop until you bust the door open
0: so initially when you when you started out you were doing a couple of different jobs prior to getting into real estate and then how did you how did you really discover that path of uh, of getting into getting your real estate license because when earlier when we were talking you mentioned that you started uh, in the u.s so how, how was that path of discovery for you how did you eventually find your way to getting into the real estate business
1: so i was a realtor already since i was 17 years Mm -hmm. old so that was way back in the philippines right so um you know i pretty much won awards there and one day i was standing in front of the developers and i'm like what can i sell to you that you cannot say no And I started digging deeper into it until I found myself selling construction materials. I ended up selling to the developers afterwards and from there I moved to the US. When I I was there, I I know I wanted to be a realtor. I needed to get back on my own two feet, but it wasn't that easy. So I started selling windows and doors, alarm system, anything that has to do with home everything that I touched turns into gold and every situation has to revolve around homes Mm -hmm. Um, so when I came to the US from being a manager in the Philippines to coming to the US with nothing I started as as, you know cleaners Mm -hmm. a nanny, housekeepers and I'm like one day I'm going to sell a house like this Mm -hmm and I just keep moving forward. Then I sold you know, cars and it went to alarm system and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I know the circumference. I know the circle where I wanna be in and I wanted to walk around it until I get to my bullseye. Yeah
0: so it sounds like you've had quite a varied experience you did a lot of different things prior to well you started 17 at at such a young age in the philippines in real estate sales and you did a couple of uh, other uh, odd jobs odd jobs here and (laughs) there right we call it
1: survival jobs Mm -hmm. you need to start surviving and real estate is i call the jackpot moment you know so it 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 takes a lot of energy time effort and building blocks to get there Mm -hmm. so it's for me it's setting the the goal and you have to have your step foot forward Mm. so it's one block at a time one staircase at a time until you reach the end of the ladder
0: and so it sounds like quite a journey so in the beginning when you were overcoming your challenges of not having enough money having to tackle various jobs and of course moving from the philippines to u.s and then eventually you landed in canada you had to adjust to many different environments and many yeah. get to know different people. So can you describe for us a little bit about your journey in terms of how you know, what were the challenges that you faced in addition to not having enough money sometimes to all the way to being able to find what you needed to do in order to be successful at this business. Can you describe how you built your business from where you started to how you became very successful and winning a lot of awards and accolades up to this day?
1: Um So it's probably better that I describe what happened to me in Canada, right? Mm -hmm. So that's more relevant to what we are and, uh, you know, what we're facing right now. When I first came in here, I didn't know anybody. So everybody that I met are just from Kijiji and Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, And based on that, I applied for jobs that I know will be in touch with homeowners. I already know at heart I needed to be a realtor to make it work um, just because I know the benefits of it. So I started looking for construction jobs or, um, you know, sales center jobs, like Marami Homes and things like that. Um, I end up picking the attic insulation because it allows me to drive and get to know the neighborhood, understanding the area, the market share, what kind of people I'm facing. So in every attic sales is every homeowners that I touched. Mm-hmm. So over the period of two years, I have about over 3,000 um, names that I have sold doing attic insulation mm-hmm. that I can mine. Um, but what you'll find is that even if I haven't touched those database, people are just coming to me just because I advertised myself. Like, as I'm climbing their attic and doing renovation, oh, by the way, I'm also a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. But the challenge in between that is, are you an attic insulation girl or are you a real estate agent? That's completely different. And sometimes you really do not get that trust. And I find that if you cannot really focus on what matters most. You'll just lose it all. So when my mother died, um, that was December of 2014, I made a decision to cut every single job. I was selling attic insulation. I was working for TD Bank. And anything that TD Bank can't touch, I actually had Dominion lending on the back burner. And while I was doing that, I was studying for real estate. So when I officially got my license, forget everybody. I'm done. Mm -hmm. And that challenge comes with you have to have at least six months of income in order to survive. I do not have that. Mm -hmm. So I just keep praying, keep going until it, it works. Yes. And it did. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank God it did. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. So it, yeah. again, it, it goes back to you're very hardworking. You had a very multifaceted experience and a lot of challenges along the way. And uh, you, you knew what you wanted because to me what it sounds like is you did whatever it you had to do up to the point that you knew you were going to go all in. And then once you realized that, your laser focus guided you to be successful. Does that sound a bit about like write about how you achieved your, your I descri- level of success
1: I describe myself um, like an eagle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I glide and ride the wind I have a laser beam focus I know exactly where I want to end up and I don't know and I don't care how it takes me there I just spread my wings open and enjoy the journey there are bumps along the way as long as you're willing to still stay focused and do not give up you'll get to your end goal right you'll reach your destination
0: yes and you also mentioned earlier too that spirituality and faith has a lot to do not only with the success of your real estate business but also in your life so how does how does your spirituality and faith and what you believe in how does that help you how has it helped you so far succeeding in real estate and in succeeding in, in life in general
1: I know I know my passion my passion is real estate, and my calling is to um, acquire wealth you know and when you actually look at your situation and if you know your purpose in life, it's a lot easier for you to understand your your passion and understand your journey. So if my ability to acquire wealth is a gift from God and my anointing to touch a certain situation turns into God, into gold, like when I touch um, an agreement of purchase and sale, I know I'll get that. Mm-hmm. When I touch something, it turns into gold. And yes. I, I, I see that. Um, I have a gift of vision. So I know what I need to do today in order to achieve tomorrow's goal oh. and I've been doing that you know sometimes I would be reminded the night before or throughout that night what I need to do today or how that client has been acting up at heart. Mm-hmm. And when I start reaching out to them and talk to them, it truly is that's what he has. Right. So answers already comes handy before the situation even arises. So it helps me understand what's tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a listing that, you know, I have a listing for over a year and a half or so. But I told the owner, you'll sell that when it was fall. There's a dusting of snow and there are leaves on the ground. Mm -hmm. And I'm putting my sold sign in it. And he didn't believe me. Now mm-hmm. it's Paul. Yeah. And I can I can tell you it is it is in the next three weeks to four mm-hmm. five weeks the most. Right. And it
0: should sell. So. Yeah. so it's having faith in the process, having the belief in yourself that you're able to do it because you know what your skills are, you know what you're strong at, you have the focus, and then it's just believing that you'll be able to be successful and then and then letting letting it all happen. It's
1: letting God mm-hmm. and letting be and just enjoying it. Mm -hmm. I don't even think about it. I just do. Um, You know, a lot of people have a habit of just keep on thinking, analyzing algorithms here and there. I'm like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Really? I was like, how did you do this? Mm -hmm. I didn't do anything. (laughs) And I'm not saying I didn't do anything versus. Maybe because I enjoyed it so much that it wasn't work. It's not work at all. It's just having fun with what's coming. And what's coming, you need to make sure the moment you touch it, you're giving your best foot forward.
0: And Speaking about that, because earlier when we were talking about this too, you have a certain approach when it comes to your clients. And it's it's an approach I would describe as being confident and uh, to the point that you're able to lead them and guide them in the proper decision that they need to make. Can you describe... A little bit about that quality of yourself, the the quality that you're confident and you know how to lead a client to help them make the right decision as opposed to being passive and just being like an order taker, for example. You know what is good for a client and you inspire them. How do you do that?
1: I cannot be an order taker. I mean, you're hiring me for a reason. So if it hasn't been working out for your best interest doing what you were thinking, I'm talking to a client. What made you think it will change that you hire me now? Mm-hmm. So if you want me to take the lead, you need to abide by what I say. Mm-hmm. And you have to do it the way it is. And it's not that I'm saying it because I'm rightfully so right. It's just a matter of understanding the situation. I te- This is how I approach it. When I get a phone call and said, I would like to meet you, uh, you were referred by so-and-so, I said, okay, this is how I work. I would like to set up a time wherein you and I will have a heart-to-heart talk. It's not even about the house. It's about you and me. It may not be the right fit. You may not like me. I may not like you. I may fire you in the end. You may fire me. So why don't we see first if it's a good fit? And, And I get the appointment after that so after the face-to-face and everything is okay then I put up the game plan and I say I want you to lay all your cards on the table and tell me the timeline guidelines locations all that and based on all of that we'll put up a game plan so normally I would come up with one or two game plans and and then we're like okay we'll do it this way and a lot of first-time home buyers take their sweet time Mm -hmm. and i would tell them it's not that i'm pushing you but the market itself is pushing you so if you're not making the right decision today what made you think tomorrow will be better so it's either you do it properly you do it right You follow my advice or we're going to be bidding forever. And every bid, every losing bid that you actually walked away from, the next one around needs to be extra 20000 on your budget. Until you reach a certain price point that is actually real and not in your phantom little mind, Mm -hmm. we got no deal. So I'm a strong agent. If you cannot ride my coattail, might as well get out of my boat, find Mm -hmm. someone else that will actually please you because i won't
0: and it's having the confidence to be able to say that and that's the reason you would say uh, but you hired me Mm -hmm.
1: to win for you then Mm -hmm. allow me to win right and i have this many conversation (laughs) the way (laughs) it is
0: well i can feel that passion i can really feel that passion (laughs) that's how i talk to them like
1: either you do it or you don't and if you don't don't write me (laughs) (laughs) go away
0: well it's, it's led you to such great success and i know you've had a lot of satisfied clients and that you've been doing this for many years what is a day in your like what is a typical day of clarita burley looks like what do you do from the moment you wake up to the moment that you call it a day now i know that you just moved into your new place you've just bought a new place and you've got a couple of investment properties that you also have so i know that maybe right now you're not as totally focused and in spite of it you're doing a lot of deals but if you were to describe what a typical day of yours look like, what what would you do from the beginning to the end?
1: I wake up with a text message at 6 a.m., 6.30 a.m. from a client already. Um, and I would, you know, when it's like ding, then I'll look at it. I would just put it down for a second. And then about 8, 8.30, sometimes 7 o'clock, when it rings and it's a client, I wake up with a phone call. And uh, I normally take my brunch my coffee break while answering calls um and i normally set an appointment for a face-to-face meeting after one o'clock i do not want to get out of the house before then and i don't normally get home until midnight Mm -hmm. that's a typical day yeah i'm 24 hours
0: right so you're very energetic during during the day and you're able to to handle that kind of uh, yeah kind of i would
1: have a book solid four or five transactions a day mm-hmm. and when i say book solid it's a meaty schedule yes there there is a reason why we're meeting it's either you're signing a listing agreement or we're prepping for a showing or we're showing and uh, uh, offer presentation happens at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. if i am requesting it right.
0: yeah and what have you found so far has been the most successful way you've built your business or acquired your clients or been able to to grow your business to this point?
1: I haven't done any marketing. Um, So mainly it's just word of mouth. Referrals after referrals after referrals after referrals. Um, I know my capabilities and I know that if I wanted to build it to an empire that I so deserve, I can. But I need to clone myself, maybe another four or five of me. And so I'd rather be focused on what I can handle. And with what's coming, it's already overflowing. Um, now, mind you that I was quiet during the bidding wars. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to participate. Yes. I do not want to be a part of it myself. I do not allow my buyers to go buy during that time. And if I'm a seller's agent at that time, I hardly, I didn't believe in it. So instead of riding around with a whole bunch of other people doing the same thing, I just be quiet. Mm -hmm. I waited until it cools down and bang, I just, okay, time to go. Because when during the February, March, area, like February, March, when there's a bidding war, you are spending a lot of time, a lot of gas, a lot of energy on a certain position to where either you're putting your client on a bridge of failing, or you're allowing them to overpay, And I I just cannot stomach it. I don't have the heart to allow them to go jump on the cliff, off the cliff and go die tomorrow. Um, So I just ease up whatever is needed at that time I just did I I did most of the selling at that time And, and now that the market has cooled down a little bit in reality it's not cooling down versus be grateful that now it's a meaty relationship it is real it's not somebody who's just hyperventilating of what they wanted to do like whoever's buying today must buy and whoever is selling must sell. So those playing games are over and I think it's a it's a good time to just kick ass and get started right.
0: So you built it uh, basically you built your business on referrals, doing good work, doing being very active and, and, in, being, and sometimes truthful. Being, being truthful being
1: honest to the situation and mm-hmm. say, this is it, I would not allow you to do this, but if you want to allow yourself go it right. Go ahead. I pssst.
0: And it's just giving the right advice. Yeah. Right? So what is what is it that you do or what is it that keeps you motivated every single day to perform at this level? What is it that keeps you going?
1: I, um, I'm just naturally like this. I woke up like this. So what gives me going is, is the ability to acquire wealth that one day I'll build a church. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know sometimes you lose track of that because we're like it's such an ambitious idea such an ambitious project how are you going to do that i don't know but it was if that was an assignment given to me at heart that's something that i should do um so my day-to-day living is basically just doing the best i can for what is worth today
0: just pursuing your passion yeah pursuing it yeah. what is your advice to other realtors
1: Keep moving forward and then do not ever give up. Uh, there will be a lot of hard times. There will be crying moments. As long as you are still moving forward, you will bust the door open. And I find that a lot of uh, realtors that has a heavy backing. Um, they tend to lay down and be comfortable and say, "Oh, I'm not doing this," just because you do not have to worry about where you're going to live or how you're going to eat tomorrow. Um, when you're faced with nowhere to turn, y- you'll, you'll just naturally do it. So keep up the good faith and um, fight for what is yours and just keep doing it.
0: It's very great and noble advice. Sarita, thank you very much for the advice that you've shared with us and giving us a little bit about the, the story of your journey of how you've succeeded in real estate by overcoming all of the initial challenges and mainly by having the focus and the faith and, and pursuing your passion. So, Thank you very much for sharing this with us.
1: Thank you. appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to the Driven Real Estate Podcast. To listen to more success stories, visit our website at hallmarkdriven.com.